This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's hour two of the G-Bag Nation, 105.3 The Fan, and we're uh, going to keep talking football with you as we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Jason Lockenfora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. And Baldy joins us now here in the G-Bag Nation. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Good to be with you. Thank you. Oh, it's always great to have you on. Um, and we love your insights. The Baldy's breakdowns on Twitter are just outstanding. Now, what I want to know from you, uh, uh, Brian, I'd love to know if you're thinking about the Bucks and the Cowboys and, and Dallas's chances of going down there and actually beating Tom Brady for the first time or, or if Tampa's going to be too much again. Well, I just saw Tampa last weekend uh, take care of business against Carolina. They spotted him 14 points early in the game, and he came back and uh, looked pretty good doing it. Uh, Brady was awesome. Uh, they took advantage of some weaknesses at the corner, Carolina position with Mike Evans, and I thought they would, and they did. And that was the difference in the game. Uh, they look like they're getting healthier at the right times. I mean, getting Vita Bea and Akeem Hicks back inside defensively, uh, getting Tristan Wurst back at right tackle uh, certainly makes a difference. Uh, he's just uh, a great, great young player. Um, they might get Ryan Jensen back. Uh, I think the Bucks are getting healthy at the right time. I think it's going to be a great matchup if it does – uh, you know, if it does become that four and five matchup like we kind of expect, uh, I expect a really close game just the way the last two have been against these two teams. So, Baldy, one of the talking points for us here in Dallas with the Cowboys is the pass rush. It got going a little bit more against Tennessee, but as you do your breakdowns, obviously Mike is a stud. But what have you noticed teams are doing against the Cowboys to maybe mitigate the Cowboys pass rush that was so successful early on in the season? I don't know that they're doing a whole lot to mitigate it, to be honest with you. I mean, you just don't see Dante and Tank and uh, Dorrance. You just don't see those guys showing up like they did at one time uh, earlier in the year, you know, when they were maybe the most dominant pass rush in the league for quite a while. You just don't see it. And uh, Mikey can still flash the way he has, the way he does, because of his athletic ability. Um, He doesn't necessarily have to win a one-on-one. I mean, he can come off stunts and – quarterback gets flushed and his you know closing speed is second to none in this business he can affect the quarterback the way he does but I just don't see guys winning right now whether you know it was against uh, you know certainly uh, it was non-existent against Jacksonville it wasn't it showed up better against Tennessee but I thought it would with a quarterback making his first NFL start in a beleaguered offensive line I, I thought they would take advantage of it uh, but, you know, I just remember a soundbite of Tom Brady in that first game against the Cowboys, um, you know, because Michael was having his way over at left tackle, and he just went over and cussed out his entire offense line and said, you know, keep that Parsons guy off me. And, you know, they kind of adjusted some things and chipped him and slid to him and did all the things that you got to do. But that was after Mike had got to him, you know, on, on two red zone rushes in a row. 
you know, forcing field goals instead of touchdowns. So, I mean, they're 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 going to be prepared for them for sure. Hey, Baldy, uh, when you when you break down the Cowboys' offensive line, are you seeing some difficulties with Martin and Smith with maybe the blocking schemes of the you know with the scoops or the reaches or the you know the the securing of the down guys and getting second level? Is this something that's you're seeing in your eyes? And if not, uh, why are they having some problems then running the ball over there then? Uh, I don't really see that, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, Zeke said this maybe a couple of years ago that every run that's a good run for us ends up behind Zach, and that's still pretty much true. I mean, he's just uh, just that good. I mean, Tyron has had to learn how to play on the right side. So, you know, stepping hard to his left on cutoff blocks like you're talking about doesn't come natural to him. But, you know, I think the more he plays, the better he's getting. I, I, I think it just, you know, does lend itself to – to let everybody know just how solid Terrence Steele was sure. at right tackle before the injury. And no, you know, nobody was going to say that until he's not there anymore. And now you're, you're asking Tyrant to, you know, there's never played on the right side to play the right side, um, you know, cutoff blocks and stepping hard with his left foot crossing over those kind of things a little bit backwards for him. But I haven't noticed any real difficulty with them. I just think they just don't stay with the run as much as they were, you know, when Cooper was there and at certain times when, when Dak came back, uh, they just don't seem to stay with the run as much as they once did uh, earlier in the year. Brian Baldinger with us here in the G-Bag Nation. Uh, if if Kellen Moore was your offensive coordinator, would you be fired up or maybe not so much? Uh, look, I, I think Kellen, you know, get, takes heat when things aren't going great. Um, you know, there's been some interceptions here over the last couple of weeks that I think, you know, Dak would like to have back. I mean, Kevin Byard's a hell of a player. Um, you know, he'd like to have one of those back for sure uh, over the middle. But you can't, you can't like, take the aggressiveness out of a player, though. I mean, Dak wants to attack. He wants to be aggressive. And uh, that's the nature. They, they get make a lot of plays because of that. But, uh, you know, Kellen Moore had a great play against the Eagles on fourth and one. You know, it worked. And, you know, it was a big difference in the game. Um, probably copied that play from other people. I see other people copying the play last week. Uh, Green Bay did it last week and got a big first down out of it, biggest play of the run game for him. Um, you know, there's always been little wrinkles that, you know, that teams have. Can you dial them up at the right time? I just said this from the beginning, though. When I saw the Cowboys adjust to what Cooper Rush was and the success he had, I said that's what the Cowboys should do. They should go protection first and run first. And I know people just want to put Dak in that category of, this elite player, and at times he is, but I just think that's what's best for the team. Play three tight ends, max protect, run the ball, pound the ball. I think that's still what they're best at. I think sometimes when you spread them out and you're trying to get CD and Gallup and all these guys in these matchups, um, I think that's when they kind of fall into some difficulties. I think they can be a really good dominant run football team. And if you want to run speedo routes and two receiver routes off play action and let Dak, you know, take his shots, like take your shots. But to me, I thought that was what the Cowboys could be could be, and could be really good at. Speaking my language here, Brian Baldinger with us on 105.3 The Fan. Should the Eagles be concerned with uh, how they've played the last couple of weeks? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it started with the Chicago game. I mean, I have no idea why Nick Sirianni uh, in that game would run – Jalen Hurts 17 times. Now, not all of them were runs, dialed-up runs. Some of them were scrambles. I get it. But still, you've got a 1,200-yard back in your backfield. 
it's almost like, why would you not give the ball to Tony Pollard? Why would you not give the ball to Miles Sanders? I mean, these guys are home run hitters. They've proven it. Like you give them enough carries and they're going to, they're going to gain yards. They're going to find holes. And so it started with Chicago. Uh, it, it carried on against uh, Dallas. And then last week was just a complete mind numbingly crazy game plan that they had for Garrett, uh, for Minshew. It just made no sense at all to me. And here they are with, probably forced to play a quarterback that's not 100% and because they want that number one seed that's important and they know how valuable that number one seed is. Um, but a lot of this is their own doing right now. Do you have the Niners as the team to beat in the NFC? Yeah, I do. I do, even with Brock Purdy. I mean, he hasn't shown any any flaws where you just think, like, the shoe is just going to fall and he's just going to go to some, you know, seventh-round rookie-looking quarterback. I don't see it from him. Um you know, they got lit up really big last week by Jared Stidham, but that's what Devontae Adams can be. He made one circus catch after another. Darren Waller's an elite player. Uh, Josh Jacobs does lead the league in rushing. I mean, they got it handed to him last week, and it took, you know, an overtime uh, drive by Brock Purdy to go win the game. So, uh, you know, it was a good wake-up call for them, but I still think they're the team to beat right now. Baldy, being in, in Philly, how I mean, what is the situation with Jalen Hurts? Is he a little bit more hurt than maybe the Eagles are letting on? And Nick Sirianni says that he's crazy. He, he can heal healthy or he can recover faster than anybody else. But what is the status that you're hearing? I don't know. I mean, they look like they got their pom poms out because he's going to a walkthrough. You know, yeah. it doesn't sound like they're, you know, and some of it might be posturing. I don't know what they're going to benefit against the Giants team that probably won't play many players. They don't need to. So I'm not sure, you know, if it's posturing or if it's real. Um, I know Jalen's a tough guy and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I know Jalen. But, you know, look, if, you, if you've got a partially separated shoulder on your throwing arm, like, can you throw the ball or can't you? I mean, I think he can help protect himself in the run game and taking a hit to a degree. You can't legislate against it all. Uh, but, you know, can you throw the ball and drive the ball the way you have to? Um, I don't care if you're, you know, doing – I don't care what kind of treatment you're doing. If does it affect the way that you throw the football? And if it does, nobody's going to know how it's going to affect him until he has to throw it. You could go through practice and you could do all sorts of things in practice. It's not game day. So I don't know. I don't know how badly he really is hurt. I don't know that Nick knows because I don't think he's just opened it up yet to say, okay, throw me a, you know, throw, throw a 20 yard dig to AJ Brown right now against Darius Slay. And, you know, Make sure the throw beats the coverage. I, you know, he hadn't had to do that. And until you have to do that, nobody really knows what he's going to be like. Brian, uh, the situation we had in, in Cincinnati the other night, as a former player, I just wanted to get your thoughts about, uh, you know, I, I don't think, and I'm not sure, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not speaking out of turn, if you've ever been in a situation where you've had to deal with players being carted off the field that way. It, it's just your thoughts about, overall with with that night and what those players went through as a former player well you know look I've, I've been out there when the carts and the ambulance comes out and the gurney's out and guys are getting strapped and i've been through that and that's scary enough as it is as both the player and as a sideline reporter broadcaster i mean i've seen all of it we've never seen anything like what happened i've never saw a player stop breathing on a football field right and cpr administered in minutes it was amazing what the nfl was the protocol and how quickly they responded you know, we saw the emotion on the players immediately. We knew, even from the television land, that this was a different type of stress that was being, uh, you know, applied to a player. And so, um, 
the emotion, that the decision to cancel the game, all that stuff, like they did the, all the right things. But uh, I just can't even imagine, you know, being Josh Allen down there or Joe Burrow or, you know, any player, you know, and witnessing that, you know, and seeing it firsthand and not knowing, you know, um, that's the worst part was just the uncertainty. Like I've been down there when a player blacked out, got a concussion, you know, ankles going a different direction than their leg, all that stuff. But at least you know what it is. That was the that was the hard part and still is. The uncertainty of what his future, his health, we understand things are getting better. But um, until you're out of the woods, you're, you're, you're not. And so that, that was the hard part for everybody was just the uncertainty of just what is it? What happened? And is he going to be okay? And nobody could, you know, nobody could answer that question in, in those moments down there in the field. Yeah, terrifying. A, a, a very memorable moment throughout the history of sports indeed. Brian Baldinger here with you on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, finishing up here on this playoff picture, how good do you think the Packers have become here late in the season going into January? Uh, you know, I saw them two weeks ago against the Dolphins uh, live, and um, they, you know they had a great second half. We didn't know that Tua was concussed. I mean, he played terrible in the second half, but we didn't know um, if that contributed to it or not. Um, they played great against Minnesota. They played the best game they played all year. And Jair Alexander said, give me Justin Jefferson. I'm going to shut him down. And they had a package to shut him down. And they looked like a completely different defensive team. And the MVP of that whole team is Aaron Jones. He's just a great player. And they really fed him. He really played well the other day. And Aaron Rodgers is kind of playing catch-up. And he looked good. I think, you know, when you win four in a row and you come off, come out of the crypt as deep as they were in the crypt at four and eight, and you get to eight and eight, and you got you know you got the chance now. Um, I think they could be a very dangerous team because the talent is there. They just didn't play to any of the talent. Uh, and the young receivers, Christian Watson, if he's healthy, that guy is a difference maker for that offense. We were just talking about the Hall of Fame finalists, and obviously we're uh, campaigning for our guys: Darren Woodson, Demarcus Ware, Barry Happy, Chuck Howley was named a senior finalist. But my gosh, what a stacked! list it is and just having to pick five was very very hard I wonder you know as somebody who played what you think of of this year's class of finalists and specifically our guys Woody and Ware yeah well I mean look Darren Woodson was as good a free safety as it was he played 15 years I believe I mean he was the standard you know for a long time him and Brian Dawkins and if Dawkins is in I think Woodson should be in I just think they were very comparable uh they were kind of playing at the same time um and so and then, you know, look, I, I just, you know, just remember DeMarcus coming into the league and he was just an elite player day one. I mean, he was covering tight ends across the field and down the field and, you know, rushing the quarterback like nobody's business. I mean, he was just day one. He was a difference maker on the field. I mean, there was no transition coming from college. But, you know, Darrell Revis is out there right now and there's a lot of really good players in this uh, class. Um, it's it's going to be a very difficult vote i believe i just think that you know when you get a couple of pass rushers in there with demarcus how many can they put more than one in in one year sometimes they're a little reticent to do that i mean joe thomas should walk into into the hall of fame as a left tackle to me and darrell Revis should walk in as a first ballot hall of famer dominating the league the way he did creating Revis island all that stuff um those two guys should walk in but there's going to be a lot of conversation about a lot of those guys but Woodson and uh, DeMarcus 
my golly. I mean, they dominated for well over a decade apiece. Baldy, I just saw the video you tweeted uh, earlier today of your uh, of that legendary right pinky of yours uh, that is <laughs> yeah. all cockeyed and a little yeah. bit nuts. I'm curious what what is the daily thing that is most inhibited by that by that messed up pinky? I have no ability to get change out of my pocket. It just falls right through it, you know. And so <laughs> it, it's just it either falls on the ground or stays in the pocket. <laughs> so change doesn't do me any good. You give me pennies, they're just going to end up on the ground. They're not, not going to end up in the hand. It doesn't stop you from throwing around weight in, in the weight in the. Uh, no, in the no, gym, no, right? no. I'm still able to, you know, still able to take my little baby dumbbells that I have, you know, working trying to preserve whatever I got left in this world. Oh, you, I can still do that. You're still a beast, Baldy, and, and you're you're pretty sure the Giants are going to roll over, you know, by the second half of the latest, or, or are they going to go for it against Philly this week? I don't know. Uh, I, I they don't like. I'm curious. Like that team has improved a great deal. They got a real passing game. And it's really come on the last three weeks. I'm, if I'm Brian Dable, do I risk losing the momentum I have um, the way my offense is playing by sitting down and not playing for a week? I kind of feel like they need to go out there, although you don't see anything happen to the quarterback and he runs a lot and he takes a lot of hits. Mm. I kind of feel like at least for a half, the Giants need to go play against the Eagles this week. I hear you. Are we going to see it at the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'll be out there. Right on. We'll see you yes. soon. I want to see that pinky up close and personal, Baldy. I'm going to make that <laughs> I want to shake eyes. that let's, pinky's let's, finger. Let's go grip some hands. Let's go shake some hands. Perfect. Take care, buddy. Enjoy the playoffs. Okay. That was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow in the huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, uh, G-Bank Nation 105.3, the fan. we got a college football super segment coming up again. We'll check where we heading. Oh, my gosh. Well, we've got A&M doing uh, some silly things that was not in football, but that was in basketball. And we got to talk about some tampering issues gone wrong. That's next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.